Corrie Ten Boone was a simple Dutch woman who became one of the most influential Christian spokespersons of the second half of the 20th century. Who was she? What was her message? And what propelled her to world renown? Stay tuned for a fascinating interview with a remarkable Christian woman who portrays Corrie on the stage. Lamb and Lion Ministries presents Christ in Prophecy a program that focuses on the fundamentals of Bible prophecy, showing how current events in the news relate to biblical predictions of end-time events and the soon return of Jesus. Now, here's your host, Dr. David Reagan. Greetings in the name of Jesus, our blessed hope, and welcome to Christ in Prophecy. My special guest this week is Evelyn Hines of Frisco, Texas, who portrays Corey Ten Boone on the stage. And here to help me with the interview is my daughter, Rachel Halk. Rachel is the Chief Operating Officer of our ministry, and in that capacity she wears many hats, one of which is serving as one of our three camera operators when we're shooting television programs. So, being on the set with me is a new experience for her, and it is no, one she did not seek. But I thought it would be appropriate to invite her to help me interview Evelyn. In fact, I'm going to have Rachel start the interview with the very first question. <laughs> Evelyn, we're delighted that you're here as our special guest today. And why don't we start by you telling us a little bit about Corey Timboom? Who was she, and um, what was it about her that made her special? Well, she was actually a simple Dutch woman, but she was an extraordinary Christian, and she had an extraordinary love for the Jewish people. And um, during the Second World War, they did hide Jewish people, and they were sent to the concentration camp. But Corrie survived, and she really spent the rest of her life traveling around, telling her story. And the biggest thing was, in 1975, Billy Graham's organization made a movie of her life called The Hiding Place. But she wrote books and had been speaking for years. And, but the movie, I think, really uh, made her somewhat of a celebrity. Okay, so with that background on Corey, will you tell us a little bit about your background and how you um, eventually came to know about her? And let's start at the beginning, though. Can okay. you tell us if you were born and raised in a Christian family? Well, my mother was a Christian, and okay. she did take us to Sunday school. And um, when I got to be about 16, I thought I'd had enough of that. And um, so um, I, in 1983, if you forward from my childhood to 1983, my life was a mess. I didn't know what to do about it. Uh, no one else seemed to know either. And I did know a few things about God. I knew that Jesus loved me. And um, I knew that I was a sinner. That wasn't too hard. And the Bible was the Word of God. Right. So I really had to come to a place where I, uh, I say, waved that white flag at God and said, you know, I give up. I do not know how to live this life. Right. If you can do anything with me, I'm yours. And at the end of that prayer, I really knew that I was going to go God's way and not my way any longer. And at, in 1983, I was a young woman with a lot of problems. But I began to have joy. And it was like um, Corey talked about a hanky that was such a miracle 
for her. Mm -hmm. That joy uh, really told me that there was a God in heaven who heard me. Right. And uh, he was, he had a plan for me. But how did you come in contact with Corey? Well, that was, it wasn't too long after I made that prayer. And I went to the church every time the door opened. And one evening they were showing a movie, um, The Hiding Place. Uh -huh. And I'd never heard of Corey Ten Boom. And I, I was there and I watched the movie. But at the end, the real Corey comes on at the end. And she had peace and joy in her face. And that told me that she knew something about living the Christian life that I needed to know. And I, I like to tell audiences, there is nothing more beautiful than peace and joy in an old face. Mm. Think about it. Peace and joy is beautiful on babies, on anybody, <laughs> but especially on an old face. I want to read you a, a scripture here that uh, reminds me of Corey, and you just comment on it, okay? It comes from Second Chronicles 16 and uh, verse 9, and it says, The eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth, that He may strongly support those whose heart is completely His. And that was Corey. That was absolutely Corey. And that's such a good example, because he took this spinster simple Dutch woman without money, without fame, and did extraordinary things with her life. What was it, uh, how did she end up, she and her family, in a German concentration camp? Because they weren't Jews. No, but they were hiding the Jews in, in their home. And uh, someone, um, a Quisling, a traitor, betrayed them, and the Gestapo came and arrested everyone. They never found the people in the hiding place, though. So. Oh, is that right? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. And so they were hiding Jews who were going to be taken to concentration camps and gassed. But, you know, the thing that gets me about that is that this was during a time when nearly all the churches of Europe were teaching what is called replacement theology. They were teaching that God has washed His hands of the Jews. He doesn't love the Jews anymore. They're Christ killers. All the promises made the Jews have been transferred to the church. How in the world did they come out loving the Jewish people when the churches were teaching this sort of thing? Well, they had a long history of that. And it was in, Corey tells a story in 1844, her grandfather had started uh, a prayer group for the Jewish people, uh -huh. which was very unusual very in 1844. Unusual. And so they had that history of loving the Jewish people, and her uh, brother became like a pastor to the Jewish people. So they were not your average Dutch people in that regard. I see. Well, you have put all this together in a marvelous book. I mean, absolutely marvelous, called The Weaving A Journey to Corey Ten Boom Live. And uh, Rachel, you read that book uh, recently. Uh, wh why don't you just share with us how it impacted you? It really impacted me because I feel that you, even though you've never met Corey personally, that God put her message inside of you to carry on. So the message is very important um, for me to know and for everyone to know. So even as a Christian, I've been a Christian a long time, I very much learned that the Jewish people are so important, you know, just confirming to me again that um, 
in my spirit that that's what I got through the book. So, and then of oh. course I got to learn about you too. So, and it was very well written. Thank you for giving Thank me one. In fact, the most surprising thing to me in the whole book was the fact that you were one time a licensed aviation mechanic. Yes. <laughs> that's another story. <laughs> I hardly believe that. Well, now you call the book The Weaving. Why in the world did you call it that? Well, Corey had a a poem that she liked to use to illustrate. And uh, I read that she always had this purple cloth in her suitcase with um, an embroidery where the top side was beautiful, a crown, and the underside was a tangle of... Mess. A mess. And we, she said, we are looking at our lives from the underside, but the top side is what God says. God is fashioning, yes. This was one of her most famous illustrations. And what I'd like to do right now is to pause at this point and um, show our viewers uh, a clip from your stage production in which you present the weaving. And this poem tells something of my life and maybe something of your life too. My life is like a weaving between my God and me. I do not choose the colors. He works steadily. Sometimes he weaves sorrow. And I, in foolish pride, forget He sees the upper. But I, the underside. Not till the loom is silent and the shuttle cease to fly will God unroll the canvas and explain the reason why. The dark threads are as needful in the skillful weaver's hands as those threads of gold and silver in the pattern he has planned. I have come with a message that God has no problems with our lives, only plans. Welcome back to Christ in Prophecy and our interview with Evelyn Hines who portrays Corey Ten Boone on the stage. Well, uh, Evelyn, that was quite a clip we saw there about the weaving. I just love that story. And how about showing us that up close? That, okay. That's your prop. There you go. That's the way we see ourselves. That's the way we see our lives. But she would say, <laughs> that's the way God sees it. Wow. That is so powerful. So, Rachel? Evelyn, how did you get started in are interested in portraying Corey Ten Boom on stage. Were you already a professional actress when it happened? Or? Well, not in the Hollywood sense, but <laughs> uh, I did have a great love for acting ever since I was 17 years old and found I had a particular talent. But at, at, in, I started this in about 97, and I found that I had a particular talent to portray old women. <laughs> well, who knew? Right. But I thought, well... Uh, we were doing a church ladies' retreat, and I thought, who shall I be? And I went, oh, I'll be Corey Tinboom. Sure. I had just read another book. You were living in Oklahoma at that time? Yes. yes. And 
um, I had read the book where God had prepared her. It was her last book, I believe, that she wrote. How God had really prepared her from the time she was young to do what she did when she was old. Which answered a lot of questions for me, you know, like how do you get up in middle age and just start doing the things that she did. But um, I, I thought, well, I know the ladies will love this. Mm-hmm. It's a great story. Corey's story is a great story. And, uh, but something happened I never even thought of. They thought I really was Corey Ten Boom. Oh, so you arrived dressed? Yeah. And they, they, when I wow. was in my costume, they yeah. thought I was really Corey Ten Boom, and I even signed autographs. But we were in a church, and I didn't want to lie, so I did put Evelyn Hines as Corey Ten Boom. And, but I, then I prayed to God, I love doing this, but only if you want me to do it. And so you developed that into a solo stage performance that yeah. lasted, what, an hour, something like that? About that, yeah. And you've performed that everywhere. I mean, not only in the United States, but all over the world. That's right. I love the story in your book about the Indian man. Tell us about that. Okay. Well, I had this uh, opportunity, a fabulous opportunity, really miraculous circumstances to go to India and perform. And um, I was in my costume after I uh, portrayed her in the Sunday service. And I was shaking hands with the people coming out. And this one Indian man said, I saw you years ago, but I never thought I'd see you again. But I almost didn't recognize you. You've, you've lost weight. <laughs> so and he, you. he was so earnest, I couldn't tell him. <laughs> I went, mm. and, um, but Well, I would any, say that's a great compliment for it your was acting. a great compliment. <laughs> well, I have yeah. another question. Yes. Um, what what makes Corey Tim Boom's message so important? Well, I think it goes back to their love for the Jewish people. The very first time I performed, I gave uh, a, what Corey said on a tape about her father. Father's friends told him, Casper Ten Boom, you will be put in prison for what you are doing. And father would always answer, I'm too old for prison life, but for me, it would be an honor to give my life for God's chosen people. And when I delivered that line, I began weeping. I feel that now. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I didn't expect that, but really, I think that is at the heart of what makes her message so important today. Maybe more important today than ever. Yes, with the rising anti-Semitism that's sweeping Britain and France and all of Europe, yes. And uh, Jews uh, fleeing back home to their homeland as as they have not done since the fall of communism in Russia. Uh, Yes, it's a message that is very relevant right here and now. I know another aspect of her message... I would say probably the greatest message was the love of the Jewish people and how we as Christians should uh, be aware of our Jewish heritage and how much we owe the Jewish people mm-hmm. and that they certainly, sh- God has not washed His hands of them as Christ killers. But uh, another aspect of her message was she had a great emphasis on forgiveness. Yes. Tell us about that. Well, um, to begin with, their family was betrayed. So she had the the chore of forgiving the man that really sent 
um, her father died after only 10 days. Her brother came back and died a short time later. Her nephew, Kick, they never heard from him again. And her dear sister, Betsy, starved to death in the camp. So she had to, this man wrote her a letter and said, um, was asking for forgiveness. The man that betrayed the whole family? And she wrote to him and said, I have forgiven you. You have caused the death of these members of my family. And you've caused me much personal suffering. But I have forgiven you because I am a Christian. And he was in jail and sentenced to die. And she said, I know you are to die soon, but you could ask God to forgive you. And ask him to cleanse you from your sin. And when you die, you could go to one of the many mansions that Jesus has gone to prepare. So she told that story of how she forgave that man and ultimately led to his salvation. You know, I, this is a faint memory of mine because I've read a lot of the books about her, but many of them I read many years ago. But it seems to me like that she said at one point that she found it much easier to forgive the German guards who treated them so terribly than she did Christians who betrayed her because she expected the guards to do what they did but didn't expect the Christians to do what they did. Is that right? Yes, and um, she she would commit to forgiving and then it would pop up. She would wake (laughs) up in the morning, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning, there it was, and she she kept praying to the Lord. And then a pastor explained to her, he said, it's like when a bell rings. After you stop ringing it, there's a still a few dings and a dong. They get farther it. and farther apart until yeah. finally silence. Yeah. Wow. That is a tremendous uh, illustration. Uh, give us another illustration from her life, something that comes to your mind that she, some of her, one of her famous stories that she had so many, many stories that she told uh, about the concentration camp and all. But uh, maybe you could think of another one you could share with us. Yes. Um, she uh, went into the concentration camp with her sister. And then uh, Betsy was always, we are going to thank God for everything. Incidentally, how old was she at that time? About 40? She was in her 50s. In her 50s 50s. when she went to the concentration camp. Early 50s. Excuse me, go ahead. And um, she said to Betsy, Betsy, I cannot thank God for the lice and fleas. And, but Betsy did. Betsy, Betsy must have had a childlike faith. She did. And uh, Corey said, those lice and fleas help us. For every day we would bring a Bible message in Barracks 28. And if the guards would come in, we could be sent to the ovens. But... Those lice and fleas, those German officers don't want to get lice and fleas on their uniforms. And so for that blessing of the lice and the fleas, we was able to bring that Bible message. And many women went to their death with Jesus' name on their lips because of the blessing of the lice and the fleas. Oh, my. Wow. I also have a a vague memory of of her uh, getting ready to be deloused. And it's something about she had a... A Bible and some vitamins under her armpit or whatever, and, and prayed to be invisible. Tell us about that. Um, 
Well, actually, going into the camp, they were searched. Yes. And um, she had a Bible in a pouch on her back. And she she knew she could be killed. And so she prayed, Oh, Lord, send your angels to protect your word. But then I think angels are spirits, and you can look through a spirit. Oh, God, don't let your angels be transparent today. And she said that she went right past the guards, and they didn't even see her. Wow. (laughs) Now, that is the Lord operating in a very, very special way. Yes. Now, all of her family died. How did she get out of the concentration camp alive? Um. It was a clerical error. She would say, a blunder of man, but a miracle of God. Oh, I like that. I like that. I I often uh, teach that there's no such thing as coincidence. There's only God incidences. Right. And so it was a clerical error that enabled her to get out. And then once she got out, did she, how did she get started going all over the world talking about this and the spiritual implications of what she had experienced? That was my question, you know, in the yeah. beginning. She wrote a book called A Tramp for the Lord. And okay. she, she said, I'm just going to go anywhere he sends me and tell my story to anyone who will listen. And um, So the book just took off? She, she wrote a, her yeah. first book when she was still in Holland. And she did some speaking just to neighborhood in, in Holland. But as soon as she could get a passage on a freighter, to New York. She came to New York. Wow. And that started her speaking yes. to her. Yes. Well, Evelyn, uh, what a story about, uh, and, and you know, I, I just love your book. We're going to tell people how to get a copy of it. And um, the book contains a DVD that has uh, four segments, an interview of you and three uh, segments from your stage portrayal. Yes. So it's a wonderful blessing to get this. Um, would you uh, just look into the camera right in front of you here and tell them how they can people can get in touch with you if they're interested in having you come and portray Corey? Um, you can uh, look at my website. Yes. It's evelynhines.com, H-I-N-D-S, and um, email me. A call, the phone number. They can is, email you through the website. Yeah. Too? Okay. Well, Absolutely. that's a, that's a good deal. Welcome back to Christ in Prophecy and our interview of Evelyn Hines who portrays Corey Tin Boone on the stage. Well, I guess as you have noticed, Evelyn's chair has suddenly gone empty. That's because Evelyn is going to share with you a couple of Corey Tin Boone's marvelous stories and character. And now, here is Evelyn Hines portraying Corey Tin Boone. I have come with a message for you today. I was remembering a time when I was in the concentration camp and one day I I was complaining to my sister Betsy and I said, oh, Betsy, today I cannot stand it. I have caught a cold and I have no hanky. And Betsy said, we shall pray. Dear God, please send Corey a hanky for she has caught a cold. Amen. And I did what you did. I smiled that she would pray for such an impossible thing. But in a few minutes, I heard a knock. It was on the window that was beside me, 
And it was my friend, the fellow prisoner. And I said, oh, have you come for a visit? And she said, no, no, I have something for you. And she passed through that window a tiny package. And in that package was a hanky. I said, why did you bring this? And she said, I I was in the prison hospital and I was making hankies out of an old sheet. And something in my heart said, take a hanky to Corey Ten Boom. Do you know what a hanky can tell you at a time like that? That hanky told me that there was a God in heaven who heard an impossible prayer of one of his suffering old servants and he put it in the heart of another one to meet that need. Now that's the foolishness of God. But the foolishness of God is higher than man's greatest wisdom. I remember after the war, I was speaking at a church. And there came a man to me, and he said, do you know me? And I saw him. He had a very familiar face, and I remember him. He was one of the cruelest guards at Ravensbrück. And those guards beat us, and they had beaten my Betsy until she became deaf in her ear. She was too weak to work. Oh, there was hatred in my heart. But that man say, I have asked God to forgive me for what I've done. But I also ask him, if I could ask for forgiveness from one of my very victims. I read in the paper you would be here today. And I have come to say, Fräulein Timboom, will you forgive me? Oh, there was hatred in my heart. But I know Romans 5, 5 that say already we have some experience of the love of God shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit. And so I said, God, give me that love that I may forgive this man. And exactly at that moment there came through my arm like electricity. And I was able to take that man's hand and say, brother, I forgive you everything. Now, is that Corey Ten Boom love? No, that is God's love. He tells you to forgive your enemies, but he gives you the love he demands of you. Hallelujah. Well, I... uh... I don't know what else to say except thank you, thank you, thank you. You have been such a great blessing to us. And uh, I hope that uh, God will just continue to open up door after door for you. Folks, that's our program for this week. Until next week, the Lord willing, this is Dave Reagan speaking for Lamb and Lion Ministries saying, Look up, be watchful, for our redemption is drawing near. Evelyn Hines' illustrated book, The Weaving, presents the fascinating story of how her encounter with a movie about the life of Corey Ten Boom impacted her so deeply that she ended up portraying Corey and her message on stage. As an added bonus, the book comes with a DVD that contains four video segments. One is an interview with Evelyn about her stage presentation. The other three are video clips of her telling some of Corey's stories on stage, including the story of The Weaving. The book and video can be yours for a donation of $25 or more, including shipping. Just call the number you see on the screen or place your order 
order through our website at lamblion.com. You might also be interested in securing a copy of Dr. Reagan's book, The Jewish People, Rejected or Beloved. It will help you understand the causes of the extreme anti-Semitism which led to the Holocaust that so greatly afflicted Corey and all her family. Dr. Reagan's book can be yours for a donation of $20 or more, including shipping. Or you can secure both Dr. Reagan's book and Evelyn's book and DVD for a donation of $35 or more, including shipping. Just ask for offer number 422. Thank you for joining us on today's Christ in Prophecy, a presentation of Lamb and Lion Ministries, a non-denominational ministry dedicated to teaching the fundamentals of biblical prophecy and proclaiming the soon return of Jesus. 